Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Pittsburgh Steelers have reportedly had conversations with the Chicago Bears about moving up into the top 10 of the NFL draft. There's a lot that goes into that move. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we're talking about a report from the Bootleg Football Podcast. EJ Snyder, co-host of the Bootleg Football Podcast, said that the Steelers and the Bears have at least had conversations about the possibility of trading up into the top 10. Now, he says... Then it makes total sense for both sides. The Chicago Bears need as many draft picks as humanly possible as they rebuild this team around Justin Fields and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they need a top left tackle, and that top left tackle is most likely not going to be there at pick 17. I I fall under that same notion. I've said this time and time again that the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 17 is somewhat of a dead zone. There's nothing there worth the value of a 17th pick. Your top corners are most likely gone. You could go with Deontay Banks if you'd like to, but at that point, he's the fourth or fifth corner taken off uh, off the board. Or you could go with a guy like Dewan Jones that the Pittsburgh Steelers very much so are interested in, have spent plenty of time with, but at the same time, probably isn't a day one starter at left tackle, has question marks about whether or not he could actually play the left side of the offensive line and be that versatile left tackle that the Pittsburgh Steelers need. And if he plays right tackle, well, then at that point, you have a competition with your highest paid offensive lineman in Chooks for, and that leaves major question marks. So you're looking there at 17 and saying, well, maybe the value isn't here. Maybe we don't have a guaranteed player at 17 that we feel is going to slide to us or a backup plan that we feel comfortable enough with to take at 17 and say that has face value. That's just not there. So their alternative option is to start talking to other teams. And Omar Khan has been very open about the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers will at least make phone calls with other organizations about trading up or trading back. They're going to watch other teams. This is seemingly the first year that the Steelers have admitted that they will go into the draft process and evaluate what other teams need and how their draft boards will look compared to the Steelers. In years past, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin have said that they just scout all 32 picks. What they do is they say, if we had the first pick, this would be our guy. If we had the second pick, this would be our guy. And once their pick was up, if they felt that there was enough value to move back, 
then they would move back. If they felt that they needed to go up and get somebody, they would go up and get somebody. But overall, they weren't paying attention to other teams' draft boards. This year, Omar Khan has said and been very open with the fact that they will pay attention to all 31 other teams. One of those teams they're very familiar with. The Steelers already have the 32nd pick from the Chicago Bears in a trade for Chase Claypool that happened at the trade deadline, a a pick that seemingly sets them up perfectly. And you have to ask, is that is what on the table? Is that's what's on the table, excuse me, for the ninth overall pick? That's the biggest question. If the Steelers are going to move up into the top 10, it's not going to be cheap. If you move up to 15 or 13 or even maybe 12, you could probably give up the 80th pick in the draft or maybe even just the 49th and feel very good about them accepting that trade offer. All you have to do is somewhat match value and matching value to move up four picks isn't that difficult to do outside of the top 10. Once you get into that nine range and you realize that you're moving up eight picks and you get a top 10 player in a draft class that those top 10 picks are very valuable. At number nine, Jalen Carter could very much so be on the board. At number nine, Christian Gonzalez could very much so be on the board or Paris Johnson could very much so be on the board. And we'll get to who I believe the Steelers will target with that ninth pick. But first, it's about how they go and get there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, you have to imagine that 17's on the board and at least one of their second round picks is also on the board. 32 just seems like the best pick imaginable for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They do not want to get rid of that pick. It is going to hold a ton of value overnight. That day between the end of the first round and the beginning of the second round, Every single team in the NFL is going to call the Pittsburgh Steelers and see if they can move up to 32, especially if a name falls. And it doesn't have to be a name that the Steelers are targeting. It doesn't have to be a position that the Steelers need. If Will Levis falls out of the first round, if Hendon Hooker falls out of the first round, if Bijan Robinson falls out of the first round or one of these top-end corners or a guy like Darnell Wright or Dewan Jones, The Pittsburgh Steelers will get some serious phone calls about teams moving up to that 32nd pick because essentially they have 24 hours to trade the first pick of day two. So you don't want to get rid of that pick. What you want to do is negotiate your other picks, 49, 80, 120, and then if you need to next season. Now, We're going to account for the fact that Omar Khan seems to be a general manager genius and seems to pull things out of his butt that at times you don't see coming. That's who Omar Khan is. He has taken this job on with a major advantage because in years past, he has just seemingly executed on anything that the Pittsburgh Steelers have asked him to do. And now he's coming in here and he's already shown, well, hey, look at everybody thought I was a salary cap genius. Just wait until I'm on the phone with other general managers pulling off trades you have to go off of the chase claypool move and that move was an absolute win for the pittsburgh steelers so you have to imagine that this one's going to be as well it's not going to come as easy if i had to guess the pittsburgh steelers are looking at the 17th pick in the draft 
possibly the 49th pick in the draft, and then maybe a pick next season. My assumption, if I could look at this and say my prediction for that pick, if I knew it was happening, if I knew a trade was definitely going down and I had to guess on what those draft picks would be for the Pittsburgh Steelers to give up, my prediction would be the 17th pick this year, the 49th pick this year, and next year's second round pick as well. Good value. You're not moving up into two or five. You're moving up into nine. The Chicago Bears are looking for an abundance of picks. So now they have 17. They have another second round pick and they have a second round pick next year. Very good value. The Pittsburgh Steelers do not give up their first rounder next year and instead give up two second rounders. You could say how you want about, oh, do you want to give up three picks to move up eight spots? In this case, maybe you do, because I'm going to go back to the dead zone. I don't think that you get your value at 17. I very much so think that you get your value at nine. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably thinking the same thing. So who do they go after? Who is that ninth pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Who is that name that they are saying, hey, we have to move up in the draft for this guy because he is the right selection for us? Obviously, Jalen Carter, if he's on the board, you got to think about him. The Steelers cannot look at this draft trade up into nine, stare Jalen Carter in the face and say, eh, we're going to go elsewhere. Will it happen? I'm going to say it's a maybe. I think that the Steelers will value other picks over him, but at the same time, he might be the best player in this draft. And if he's the best player in the draft and the Steelers feel that way as well, they're going to take him. Steelers have done their homework on a name like Christian Gonzalez, who's the top corner in the draft, and also Devin Witherspoon, who will sit there right with him. Both of those guys are expected to go top 10 to top 12 picks. And I would say that if both of them are sitting there at nine, fans are going to be intrigued and they're going to toss those names out there and say, well, you got to get the best corner available. Your biggest need is cornerback. I'm not going to disagree with that. What I'm going to say is that the Steelers are much more interested, at least seemingly on paper, with a guy like Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Keely Ringo is going to be there at 32. Keely Ringo might be there at 49, but if the Steelers just gave up 49, they're going to go after him at 32. And at 32, you feel a lot more comfortable taking a corner in this draft class and saying, yeah, well, we missed on our top guy, but we came and got the guy that we believe fits well, who could come in here and learn behind Patrick Peterson, who has all the development that we need. The guy's 6'2", 210 pounds. He runs a 4'3", you feel comfortable with that. At one point, Keely Ringo was looked at as a potential top 10 pick in the draft, an, an off year, I would say. Some bad tape bumped him down, and now at this point, there's question marks, but I think the Steelers realize that they can probably develop him behind Patrick Peterson and feel fairly confident that he's got everything else going for him to turn into a top corner in the NFL. So who do they go with? I think the answer is Paris Johnson. The Steelers have taken Paris Johnson out to dinner. I know that's been overlooked because of Dewan Jones. They've attended his pro day. They met with him at the NFL Combine. The guy is, on most accounts, head and shoulders above most of this class as a left tackle. He's really the only solidified, outside of maybe Broderick Jones, left tackle that you could say is an instant day one starter, has no question marks at the position, and could come in here and immediately has a job. Just feels like there's no risk here. There's risk with every other player. Well, yeah, Christian Gonzalez is very, very good, no doubt. But is he the ninth pick in the draft? Or did you just move up because 
you know, you felt like you wanted one of the top two corners when you could have just waited on another one. Devin Witherspoon's the same way. Jalen Carter, that's a different conversation, but there's a plenty of risk because teams wouldn't be taking him off their draft board and he would still be considered the top player in this draft if there weren't question marks and there weren't concerns. And then there's Paris Johnson, who has very minimum questions or concerns. He's a guy that is a left tackle. He's got all the physical attributes you need. He's got all the tape you need. He's got all the versatility you need because he's played multiple positions for Ohio State and has seemingly not struggled with any of them. He comes in here as almost a risk-free selection at nine, completes the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers, protects Kenny Pickett's blind side, gives the Steelers their guy on the offensive line. They're still searching for their guy, that number one, this is who we build our line around. Paris Johnson is a name to watch. I think it's early conversations. I think that there will be plenty of other ones, and I think the Steelers will reach out to almost every team at the bottom half of that top 10. But the Chicago Bears, it makes a lot of sense. And right now, well, we know that they've had at least one conversation. And that's something that we should start paying attention to. All Steelers Talk has officially launched their own clothing brand, Black and Gold Apparel, now available on Bonfire.com or at the Shop tab at our YouTube page. Your new favorite place for Steelers t-shirts, sweatshirts, and crewnecks now out, now available in multiple designs, including some of my favorites, Kenny Comeback, Mute, and Kenny to George. Check them all out at Bonfire.com or on the Shop tab at our YouTube page. 